You're listening to Democracy Eventually. Um, that was Silk City and Dua Lipa with Electricity. Um, so before the break, we had Dakota DeRochers on um, speaking about uh, the Common Sense Energy Conservation Advisory, which will be voted on at Representative Town Meeting in March. Um, now I'm going to take a quick transition and talk about a more national issue. Um, for the last 25 days, President Trump has been holding the nation hostage via the government shutdown. Not only are federal employees suffering, but so are people and organizations that rely on federal funding and recipients of federal benefit programs like Section 8 Housing and SNAP. Um, to learn more about how Vermonters are being impacted and how organizations are attempting to mitigate the harm caused by the president's siege, we spoke with Anora Horton of Hunger Free Vermont. Um, this interview took place on Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, and um, a few changes have taken place since then, but um, I'll read updates from Anora uh, after playing the interview. So uh, without further ado, here is Anora. I'm Anora Horton, the executive director of Hunger Free Vermont. Thanks. Um, and could you just state the mission and a brief description of the core programs of Hunger Free Vermont? Sure. Um, the Hunger Free Vermont's mission is to end the injustice of hunger and malnutrition for all Vermonters. Uh, we are Vermont's statewide nonprofit advocacy. Uh, education and training organization um, on um, everything that is related to ending hunger. Um, we focus on expanding the um, access that Vermonters have to the federal nutrition programs, and that includes school breakfast and lunch, um, summer meals and after-school meals for children, uh, meals for kids in childcare, um, and of course, uh, Three Squares Vermont, which is Vermont's SNAP program, uh, which was formerly known as Food Stamps. Uh, we also um, support efforts to expand access to WIC, 
Um, we also are very committed to supporting communities around Vermont in identifying uh, ways that they can address food insecurity in um, their own unique community situations. So we staff 10 hunger councils uh, all around the state where community leaders and concerned citizens can uh, come together and network and learn about the hunger in their particular regions in the state and take on um, projects together to alleviate hunger in their areas. Uh, we also work with medical providers around the state to um, train and assist them in screening their patients for hunger and malnutrition and uh, providing ways that their patients can get connected to resources that would help them address um, their food insecurity. Um, we work um, at the state level engaging with the legislature and state agencies to um, advocate for um, additional strategies that the state can use to reduce hunger. Uh, so we have a very broad um, scope and reach of our work in Vermont. Yeah, as I was perusing your website, I was really impressed by um, how holistic uh, your programs are um, and, you know, working on direct outreach and education and advocacy. Um, so it's really cool. Thanks, Anor. Yes. I mean, we, you know, our, um, I think it's just very important to understand that working on hunger in isolation is never going to end hunger because um, people who are faced with um, keeping their families together and, and meeting all of their needs on low incomes um, obviously face a interconnected web of challenges. So um, housing and heating costs and transportation costs and many other things are, um, it's very challenging to meet all of those costs here in Vermont. And food is um, one of the most flexible um, aspects of a family's budget. And so that's often where we see um, families who are facing challenges with um, making ends meet and taking care of all of their basic needs. Um, we see the stress appearing first. So we believe it's really fundamental to work on hunger issues, but we can't work on them in isolation. So we do a lot of collaboration and partnership um, with organizations that address those other key basic needs as well, because it, it, they all have to be addressed together, really. Right, and to that end, something I really appreciated on your website was um, what you were saying about working with medical care providers and food as medicine and also as prevention for, and as we know, healthcare is one of the biggest costs and potential sources of debt for families. That's right, and we just learn more and more every year, um, I think, about uh, all of the ways in which nutrition um, or the lack of nutrition causes disease and exacerbates disease and how um, critical it is for health that people have um, good nutrition and adequate food. I agree. <clears throat> 
Well, um, another reason I'm interested in that your programming is so diverse is that I imagine um, you have somewhat diverse um, funding streams, um, but it did seem like some of your core programming is integrally connected to um, working directly with federal um, nutrition programs, as you mentioned, or augmenting federal nutrition programs. So, um, and as we talked about over email, I'm curious about how your work has been impacted by the government shutdown or how you expect it to be impacted? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So, yes, that is that is correct that we do uh, work on all of those federal nutrition programs that I outlined earlier. Um, we do receive some funding from the federal government to work on those programs. That funding is passed through uh, state agencies. So the way the federal nutrition programs work is that they're administered overall by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and they're governed by federal law. Uh, but the um, USDA uh, designates um, the day-to-day -day administration of all of these different nutrition programs and um, the day-to-day -day oversight for them to State agencies of state government. So in Vermont, it's our um, Department for Children and Families within our Agency of Human Services um, that is responsible for administering our Three Squares Vermont program. It's our Department of Health that is responsible for administering um, WIC in Vermont. And it's our Agency of Education that's responsible for administering all those other child nutrition programs. And so... Um, along with the funding that goes directly to uh, reimburse schools for school meals, for example, or to um, provide the Three Scores Vermont benefits to individual families in Vermont. Uh, the USDA provides administrative funds and funds for other uh, kinds of purposes like outreach and training to state agencies. and. Um, in most, if not all states, state agencies don't necessarily have enough staff of their own to conduct all of that outreach and training work for the program, so they often contract that work to nonprofits. And so in Vermont, the Department for Children and Families um, contracts with Hunger Free Vermont in addition to other organizations, um, but uh, Hunger Free Vermont is the statewide coordinator for outreach and training support um, around Three Squares Vermont. So we do receive some federal funding passed through state agencies. It's a little bit complicated. Um, and honestly, we are not quite sure at this moment whether the government shutdown is going to affect our own funding. And, and honestly, we're not really focused on that as a concern right now because of much greater concern to us is that um, the shutdown is already affecting um, the, the Three Squares Vermont benefits that some people um, should receive in the month of February. And if the shutdown continues beyond February, um, then, then the, it's going to affect funding for all of those nutrition programs, and we're going to be facing 
a real hunger crisis in Vermont and everywhere in the country. So we're really focused more on um, that as a, as a concern rather than on our own funding right now. Sure, that makes sense. Um, can you, so I imagine what you're speaking to is you're more concerned about the people who receive those funds. Are you hearing from them direct, are you hearing from recipients directly already? Well, uh, so so we do we do um, interact directly with some recipients of Three Squares Vermont, but for the most part, Hunger Free Vermont does not directly um, serve uh, or do, does not directly work with um, people who are receiving Three Squares Vermont benefits. What what we do is we support um, and provide training and outreach materials and coordinate efforts um, for um, all of the different agencies and organizations in Vermont that do directly provide um, application assistance and other kinds of assistance to people with low income. So for example, the area agencies on aging, the Vermont Food Bank and the network of um, food shelves and food pantries around the state, um, community action agencies in the different regions, um, just to name a few of the organizations that that we um, provide training and, and outreach support to, because we're the coordinator of that of that effort um, under guidance from the Department for Children and Families. So what what we know is that um, the the government shutdown. Um, ended uh, or prevented the um, Congress for reauthorizing um, funding for the Three Score Vermont program and some of these other programs for the coming year. And so the USDA had whatever funds um, it already had received, had already been released to it um, to administer, the, to run these programs. And those funds covered um, benefits Three Squares Vermont benefits, or SNAP benefits, I should say, for recipients all over the country for January. But for February, um, there's not enough funds to, um, or USDA didn't have enough funds um, to cover, fully cover benefits for everyone. Um, the, there's a provision in the continuing resolution that was funding the federal government and expired on December 21st, causing the shutdown, um, that permitted um federal agencies to obtain 30 um, additional funding um, if they did so and used that funding within 30 days, which would mean by January 21st. So what USDA has done is they have, um, they're making it possible for state agencies to pay out full benefits for February, um, but those benefits have to be paid out early. They have to be received by the participants on their EBT cards by January 21st. Um, so for most of the 70,000, uh, between 71 and 74,000 Vermonters who receive Three Squares Vermont benefits each month, for most of those people, they will receive their benefits early, um, but they do not have to do anything in order for that to happen. They'll receive their February benefits by January 21st on their EBT cards, as they usually do, except that they'll receive them early. Um, but for two groups of people, um, they have to take 
very immediate action in order to receive their February benefits. And those are people who are in the process of applying for Three Squares Vermont right now. And those are also people who are in the process of recertifying um, to receive their benefits. So part of the federal law governing um, SNAP is that participants have to recertify their eligibility to receive the benefits every six months. And um, so for both those groups of people, people who are up for recertification right now and people who are in the application process right now, there's certain documentation they have to provide to the Department for Children and Families, and they have to have an interview with um, one of the benefit call center workers. And they have to um, now, in order to receive their benefits because of this early uh, release of benefits, um, they have to have all of that completed and into the Department for Children and Families by the end of the day on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, the 15th of January. And if they don't have that in, it's very unclear that there's anything that the Department for Children and Families can do to get those get February benefits to people. So, um, you know, this is it's we are trying to get the word out as much as we can to everyone in Vermont who might be affected um, that they need to act immediately to um, provide whatever documentation they need to and to have their interview. And um, people can call. Uh, there's a toll-free interview uh, phone number and also a toll-free um, phone number to the benefits call center. Um, so if they need to take any actions, they can call those numbers. And um, instructions and an explanation about all of this is available for people on our website, um, hungerfreevt.org backslash government dash shutdown. And if people go to that website page, they will see these phone numbers and they will see exactly what they need to do. Um, but despite um, everyone's best efforts to get the word out about this, uh, because we had such short notice, um, it's inevitable that some people who are entitled to receive food benefits in February are not going to receive them. And that's um, really a tragedy and, um, you know, unnecessary human suffering that this shutdown is going to be causing to Vermonters and people all across the country very soon. It is. Um, and I that you, the PSA that you put out um, uh, with those instructions was the reason that I originally contacted you, and I appreciate all the effort um, your organization is putting into letting people know. Well, I really appreciate your help and the help of um, the press and the media all around Vermont um, who've been really responsive to that PSA and are helping us get the word out and we could we couldn't do it without you so very grateful of course and um, I'm glad to speak with you to learn more about that process of dispersing funds as well when I originally read the PSA I wondered if it was um, a decision on the part of Vermont Department of Children and Families to release funds early knowing that funds might not be or would not be available in February because they hadn't been reauthorized. Um, and something I've been really curious about lately is uh, ways in which uh, organizations and regular people can act at the state level to mitigate harm um, 
from the shutdown and, and ways in which funds can be dispersed in spite of this. But it sounds like it, it was a decision at um, the USDA level. Um, well, um, USDA made this option available to states, and our state um, chose to act on it. And I really have to acknowledge the Department for Children and Families here because uh, they have just leapt into action and, and are really working tirelessly to try to make sure that every Vermonter who is entitled to Three Squares Vermont benefits in February receives them. And um, it's it's an incredibly challenging situation to, to get benefits released so early. You know, it, it because there's a benefit processing company that has to be involved. And so the timing of all this is just incredibly challenging. And I, I can't say enough good things about the, um, the entire team at the Department for Children and Families because they, have, they, are, they are doing everything that they possibly can. Um, and I also know that um, the Department for Children and Families and our state legislators are um, looking into what else legally um, state government could do if, um, although it's un practically unimaginable to see this, that this would happen, but if the shutdown continues um, and we're, we're facing March um, where there is no federal funding um, that can be released to pay Three Squares Vermont benefits um, and other nutrition programs will start to run out of money as well, um, what, what state government can do to mitigate um, that harm. So um, this is an unprecedented situation and um, really no one quite has figured out yet what, you know, what states can and cannot do under federal, under federal law. Um, but I know that, that our state government is looking into that very closely. Um, I think that what people, individual people can do you know, I think there are several things. I think that it's very important for uh, Congress and the administration um, in Washington to hear from as many individual people as possible um, calling for um, an end to the shutdown. And that that is something that individual people can do. And I would urge everyone to use your voice to express um, to the federal government uh, what you want to have happen. Um, that's something we can do to help ourselves and our neighbors right now. Um, I think we can also look as communities to see uh, what we can do coming together to support people who um, have been affected in many, many ways. Um, we're just talking about, because Hunger Free Vermont focuses on hunger, we're talking right now about um, the, the hunger consequences of the shutdown, but of course there are many, many consequences to the shutdown and um, using um, community groups like Hunger Free Vermont's Hunger Councils uh, or other, um, you know, town meetings, <laughs> other, other um, ways to bring the communities, bring communities together um, and, and do some brainstorming about what we can do um, to support each other um, during this crisis. Um, is also an action that people can take. Thanks, Anor. Yeah, that's a, and that was something I wanted to ask you about. Um, could you 
talk about perhaps a project that one of your hunger councils has um, taken on? Well, um, I would. I don't think that um, up to this point um, any of our hunger councils has initiated a new project directly related to the government shutdown. I think. Um, sure, but maybe a, a past project. Yes, but there are many different projects that that our hunger councils have taken on. So, in some uh, towns in in Vermont or regions in Vermont. Um, hunger councils have gotten involved in working to establish uh, or support um, summer meal sites for kids. So um, one of the federal nutrition programs is a program that um, provides free um, summer, free breakfast and lunch during summer when school's not in session um, in um, low-income areas uh, to any any kid ages 0 to 18. Um and so that's a fantastic program that uh, really addresses um, what happens to, for kids, which is a dramatic increase in hunger and malnutrition during the summer months when they don't have access to regular school meals. Um, our hunger councils have formed um, networks of the food shelves and food pantries um, in the region using the hunger council as a way to come together and meet and they have taken on projects to apply for funding um, to expand their capacity to process um, gleaned and, and local food, for example, and store it. Um, they have um, organized and coordinated efforts so that if one food shelf in the region receives a large donation of fresh produce and they can't get it all distributed before the produce would go bad, they're able to notify the other food shelves and food pantries in, in the group and see who else can use that produce so it doesn't go to waste. Um, we have um, hunger councils that have been engaged in developing um, mapping applications that help people find out um, where they can access food and how they could use public transportation to get to food in their regions. Uh, we have hunger councils that have, been, have taken on mapping the resources for um, preparing food and um, distributing food in their region to try to see whether there's a, a better way to coordinate efforts. Uh, those are just a few um, ways that hunger councils have worked. Um, they've also written um, joint letters to the editor and, and opinion pieces to support um, particular um, legislative efforts um, that would um, help alleviate hunger. So they're um, just an amazing, powerful collective um, of over a thousand community volunteers around the state um, who uh, are really allow us to broaden and, and expand and extend our reach um, with advocacy and community education. We're, we're so grateful to them. And I would like to say also that um, you can go to our website. Anyone who's interested in participating, these are hung these hunger councils are open to anyone, um, and our, the meeting schedules are posted on our website. You can find out more about the hunger councils. You can find out where the one in your region meets and when, and you can show up to a meeting anytime you want. So we welcome additional people joining the hunger councils at any time. That's great. Thanks, Nora. Um, 
I guess one of my last questions is, so you mentioned, it sounds like there are these like ripple effects of when the um, lack of reauthorization of funds will go into effect for different departments. You know, for example, the USDA had funds still for January and to some extent for February, but you mentioned that there, um, the Department of Education oversees funds for school nutrition programs um, and that that might have a later deadline for when yeah, funds so, will... Um, it's a little bit confusing because at the federal level, it's the U.S. Department of Agriculture that oversees all of the nutrition programs. Mm -hmm. But at the state level, states can designate different agencies to administer different programs, and that's what Vermont has done. So in Vermont, our agency of education, which makes sense because... Most of these meal programs happen in schools. So our agency of education oversees that and supports schools using the, the, the child nutrition programs. Um, but our agency of human services, uh, Department of, for Children and Families, oversees um, our SNAP program, which we call Three Squares Vermont. But at the federal level, all of the programs are administered through the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And it just... Um, my understanding is that just the USDA had different remaining amounts of funds available to it for the different programs. And it's also important to understand that SNAP is by far the largest um, nutrition safety net program that we have in this country. So a month of funding SNAP for the entire nation is much more money than a month of funding school meals, for example. Um, so our understanding is that the funding that USDA has currently available to it for WIC and for all of those other child nutrition programs um, is set to run out sometime during the month of March. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. I, and if... Do you have any recommendations of other organizations to speak to or um, that have been impacted perhaps outside of the issue of hunger or um, other departments that you've heard of that are using creative ways to mitigate harm? Well, I think that, um, I mean, there are so many programs that are being affected. I believe that, you know, um, applications for housing assistance are no longer being processed at the or approved at the federal level because all of those um, workers are furloughed, for example. So, I mean, you could call um, COTS, you know, the Committee on Temporary Shelter um, or um, the Champlain Housing Trust or any of the housing trusts. You know, there's housing, housing trusts all over the state. Um, you could speak, reach out and speak to um, any of the food shelves and food pantries in your region or the Vermont Food Bank or both, because I think one thing that we are all anticipating is that um, there could be a very potentially severe impact on our charitable food system um, of the early issuance of benefits, because already the benefits aren't adequate for to cover a whole month of food needs for families, um, but now with them being issued early, perhaps people won't need to draw on food shelves and food pantries as much at the end of January, but they'll probably need to draw on them earlier and much more in February. And of course, if this continues into March, then 
you know, food shelves and food pantries are going to be completely, completely overwhelmed and totally unable to provide enough food for people um, because our charitable food system just simply does not have the ability to replace um, SNAP, which provides 12 meals to Vermonters for every one meal that a food shelf or food pantry in Vermont provides. So um, so they might, you know, I, I think we're all trying to figure out, okay, you know, um, this is happening and what can we possibly do to take care of people? Um, so I think, you know, you probably reaching out to any um, organization that provides any kind of support for low-income people, they're probably facing some consequence from the shutdown. Great, thank you. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Anor, or any questions for me? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I just, we, um, I would, uh, say that Hunger Free Vermont is going to ongoingly update that government shutdown page on our website. So that is one easy place that people can go to get, um, all the updated information that that we can provide about anything related to um, the nutrition, the federal nutrition programs. Um, and we'll continue to provide people with telephone numbers, links to other places where they can get more information and at, at anything that we can on that website. So we just encourage people to, to go there. Um, and um, Welcome back. You've been listening to Democracy Eventually. My name is Cara Hamilton, and that was Anor Horton from Hunger Free Vermont speaking about the impacts of the government shutdown on um, the issue of federal nutrition programs in Vermont and nationally. Um, since our interview on Saturday, Anor um, sent me a quick update that said additional funds have been released from the USDA. So thanks to everyone who scrambled to complete all your eligibility requirements by the end of yesterday. But if you are not able to do so, your application will still be processed and you will be issued SNAP benefits in February if you are determined to be eligible for them. No one who is eligible for Three Square Vermont and completes their application will go without food in February. Um, so good news, still not a, a reauthorization of funds for the entire year, but additional funds for processing applications for the month of February. Um, thank you for joining us. Please tune in next week. Uh, until then, here's a song. Il 